Philadelphia. Are you ready? No, he said, are you ready? This is Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast. Your first stop for everything professional wrestling. So sit back and enjoy wrestling talk at its finest with your hosts, Larry Hall and Joe Corrado. Welcome, everybody, to Brotherly Love Wrestling live here on Facebook. And our guest today is Erica Lee. Erica, welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. So I wanted to start off with, I didn't necessarily find out about you through wrestling. I just happened to see a post that was shared, and it was you reviewing what I had just recently started eating and now are my favorite gummy bears, the Albanese gummy bears. So that's, I don't, I was like, how did this, how did this show up on my feed? And I was like, who's shared this? And then I clicked on it. He's a wrestler. And then that, I guess that's the avenue I took of how I started watching your wrestling is through gummy bears. So that's so funny. I love that. I love that so much. Why did you start eating Albanese gummy bears? You know what? I was always old school with the Harbour. Or Harbour, however you how are you saying? And then I kind of I kind of <laughs> stepped up to Black Forest. Okay, okay, natural progression here. I'm seeing it. And then I saw these Albanese, and I saw that they had so many different flavors. I was like, now this is interesting. So now this it. is interesting. <laughs> they're bigger, they're juicier, and the flavor is that much better. I mean, I was yeah. like, I was blown away. I was like, this is what I've been missing out on this whole time. But they sell like five pound bags. I'm like, oh, this yeah, is they do. <laughs> Yeah, they um they have gummy bears, gummy worms, butterflies, peach rings, um, a bunch of stuff. They sent me like a box of stuff. I had like the ultimate bears, the regular bears. They sent me like the five pound bag, um, sour bears. Um, what was the other one? It was like sherbet bears. Have you, do you guys remember like the lifesavers, cream savers? Yes, that, yeah. well, they're like really that. Good but gummies. Um, now, are they, can you eat a lot of them or are they more like, cause I remember no, the life. I don't, I don't eat a ton of candy. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I usually a candy review business. If you don't eat a lot of candy. Cause I just have, I like have a lot of opinions, you know? <laughs> I mean, so I, I just, you know, like I have a lot of opinions too, but I don't know if I would have went the candy review route. Well, you know, I, I, it was a really random, like, way to start. I think my partner handed me, like, some, like, nerd's rope or, like, one of those, like, filled Twizzlers or something, and I just hated it so much, so I was like, I gotta dunk on this, fire up the camera. Um, <laughs> the world the must that, know. <laughs> that's the way we do things nowadays. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I'm so glad that you started eating Albanese gummy bears. They're literally the world's best candy, the world's best gummy bears, which is their tagline. Um, they nailed it. I could advertise for them 24-7. No, I just tried the tropical ones. They're like tropical fruit and vegetable. They're interesting. I've you never know, even seen those. There's um, I don't know, 
I don't, there's a pear one, but it's mixed with something else. And then there's like a dragon mm-hmm. fruit or there's like, exo- it's like exotic. Is that the, the ultimate flavors bag or it is it be. like tropical, tropical? I'll have to look. I'll yeah. have to do some more research. Yeah, do, some, do some research and double check. Yeah. I know it was yeah. definitely because I didn't realize that I got it, that it was different. And I opened it up and I, t- I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's that? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's like one of those where you go, whoa. And then you go. Oh, <laughs> it's that um the kombucha that meme, meme, right? Where yeah, she's that, like. It goes like this. <laughs> like that kind of right yeah. i hit it <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. i wanted this to start <laughs> <laughs> no wrestling whatsoever which um i do have one more story though that has oh, to do with means. um you're not the first person who's told me that they did not know me for my wrestling first mm-hmm. um I actually, after the Fight Forever show, after GCW show, where I was on the Camp Leapfrog cybernetico block, mm-hmm. um, I saw someone tweet about me. They said, I finally saw the pee-pee-poo-poo girl wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> and I lost it. I was like, this is so perfect. Like, <laughs> pee-pee-poo-poo tweets first, wrestling second all right. <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty incredible. I was like, that's great. I am, social media is so important. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is. So that's the thing. It, it really is so important to get your, especially now with kind of, it's not at a standstill anymore, but it's kind of still just getting its bearings back with wrestling. So being known for social media and being able to get yourself over on there is mm-hmm. almost just as important. I mean, I know live crowds are important to interact and engage the crowd because that's what you're there for. But I mean, the internet right. crowd has become just as important as the live. Right. Crowds. In, in the so, absence of live crowds, we've definitely had to like shift. Um, I don't want to say shift focus or shift priority, but there's, there's been such a, such an emphasis put on your online presence and like your your like extracurricular content um to stay like relevant to you know like the entertainment business while you can't entertain um and and definitely now we're seeing more shows come back um and and there's more more work to be done more more wrestling to do now than say in june um but yeah social media has been like so so important over the last eight nine months i mean do you have it looks like you have fun with it at least i mean it looks so like- much fun so much fun and i think that's really why i started to find more like traction and get better engagement with people than when i was just tweeting like or you know sharing on facebook or instagram or whatever just like here's like the next thing that i'm doing or like here's the show that got canceled um like once I started to really have fun with it and just kind of let more of my like personality out, um, I definitely got better engagement and, and better traction on, on the Twitter. Um, it's a little easier to be like kind of silly and not so serious on Twitter. I feel like Facebook is where you go to have an argument and you can definitely find that on Twitter. I'm not saying that Twitter's like this like happy rainbows and puppies place. Cause there's, there's, 
plenty, plenty of ugliness on um, Twitter, but I kind of keep to my own little corner and try to like tune all of that out. Um, Cause I definitely don't go to social media to get stressed out and oh. sad and angry. Yeah. It's kind of funny that the people do get so worked up through social media. It's hard to being like growing up, like it's hard to imagine that someone I don't know, five, six hundred, seven hundred miles away it could piss me off to the point. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Okay, so, like, you're never going to, you maybe, you might never meet any of these people ever in real life. Right. Why get so angry? Why? It right. Just yeah. It never, made, it never made too much sense. But I mean, it shows that, like, your your personality and it makes you more relatable. And which is kind of what you you want in the wrestling world nowadays is like more relatability is big. I mean, larger than life personality obviously is huge, but being relatable to people, I mean, makes makes them want to root for you more. I mean, and if people want to root for you for poo poo pee pee tweet tweets, then I mean, by all means, I think you ride that out. I'm gonna ride it to the moon. I swear. Yeah. No. It's 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 so true. Um, I, I think a lot of what um, I've been taught about social media um, in regards to professional wrestling is that it's not just a way to promote yourself, but a way for people to connect with you. And if you aren't at least a little bit vulnerable or a little bit like personal on your social media, it's gonna be harder for people to want to buy in. Um, so you're, you're definitely like completely right. The more you show like, yourself and the more you let people into your personal life the more easy it is or the easier it is for them to connect with you as a character and like an in-ring performer not to say that you should like post your address or anything but you know yeah now, <laughs> nowadays it's more i mean when we were growing up and, and watching wrestling you just cared what happened in the ring and what you saw on tv and whatnot now i feel like majority of people want to get like a peek behind the curtain just to feel satisfied like just to have a little bit of peace of mind like oh i know this happens now it's just i mean you kind of have to give them just a little bit just for to sure keep them around. there's no like going backwards in terms of what fans understand and and know about the business so like there's no way that you could try to maintain i do actually really like when people maintain kayfabe through social media if they do it like um <clears throat> in like fun ways like um i i think it, it can get like a little stagnant if you don't try really hard so i really appreciate when people put in the effort but um yeah there's no like convincing people that you're eight feet tall and whatever whatever if you're if you're not right so like you can't play the character on twitter so much as you can like if people weren't hip to the biz, you know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't claim that you burned your brother alive or whatever, your parents alive. Like it just doesn't work. Like well, you, yeah, you could check a simple news report. In that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like uh, it's, it's, it is just imperative to be like a little bit honest with yourself and your fans through social media um, because it's, it's just obvious at this point. So you're right about that again. So going off of that, how do you, how are you able in the ring and when you're wrestling and doing your character, how are you able to stretch the imagination to a point of where people will still get it? Like how creative can you be with your character? Is that? 
Yeah, like how how do you make people suspend the belief like they used to? Like not like they used to, but in this day and age. <laughs> um yeah, I think that's a like that's the the eternal question that's on everybody's mind, right? Like if I had like a three-point answer for you right now, I probably wouldn't be sitting on the floor in my house <laughs> on you know what I mean like trying to scrap together my next merch project like <laughs> um wow I feel like I is... went too deep with this question <laughs> no, no, no 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 I like I think I think there's so much room for us to play um especially right now like I said we don't have the live crowds there's so much room for us to play with cinematic matches and I think that's really where I hope um, promotions put more effort because I think that's where we can get the biggest payoff right now in terms of like suspending the disbelief and getting people engaged and excited about the product. Um, if purely just because of logistics, like if you can't get people in the building, bring the product to their homes, but um, cinematic matches really let you like put your best foot forward in terms of like okay did we like that angle can we shoot it a different way what looks best um and like you know what would be a realistic bump in the ring in front of a live crowd becomes so much more there's so many more options there when you're shooting it beforehand for a cinematic match so i think that's really right now on the independent level like where we should be putting our efforts if we want to like expand and like push the envelope on um, suspending disbelief for our audiences. All right, well, I'll play off of that and I'll throw you a layup question. I mean, suspending <laughs> belief and who you've been working for currently, Camp Leapfrog. I mean, this is a wrestling-based camp. I mean, you're suspending belief right there. I mean, how has it been working for Camp Leapfrog or attending the camp, so to speak? Yeah, I'm a proud... Uh, member of the best campers ever team. Um, I love being a camper. Um, Camp Leapfrog is definitely a unique promotion in that it's like heavily thematic, which you don't see a lot of, um, and started post-pandemic, right? So um, we've had, I guess, like the advantage of starting that um, starting, starting all of our, like, habits in this environment, so, so it, it, um, it's been a learning process, but I feel like we've, we haven't had any, had to make any adjustments, right, from, like, oh, no, we lost our crowd, now what do we do? It's always been, like, okay, we're shooting this for IWTV, um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely not like anywhere else, right? <laughs> you go to summer camp and turn into a werewolf or you go to summer camp and, um, you know, have a sleepover. Like there are really, really fun themed shows. Uh, and I'm, I'm really glad and grateful for the opportunity to, to work with them. It's been so, so much fun. And we've said this before because we've interviewed quite a few of the campers already. And that's what shows. It shows the, the fun, the fun aspect. I mean, we don't watch it for the, the realism, quote unquote. We watch it because we want to have fun. And when you see people having fun, it's kind of like, all right, now we're having more fun because it looks like you're having fun. So it's, a, it's kind of like an infectious, 
ingredient in the wrestling is that these people are actually having fun. They're not there to work, so to speak. I mean, they're there to work, but it doesn't look like it's tiring yeah. or they're forced to be there or anything like that, but they're not having any fun. I mean, and that make, it, it makes it easier to watch. And it's all part of that relatability that we were talking about before. For sure. Yeah. The, the job is to like bring the energy and, and bring something fun to people. So my roommate was just um, talking to me about this the other day. He watches a lot of like video game playthroughs and um, he's an artist himself. So he understands like the work that goes into creating content to be consumed. And like when your, your passion and your artwork is like the product, it can be really hard to separate out um, like your intent versus what people are going to receive or how they're going to interpret it. But he was saying that there's this one YouTuber that he really likes to watch because she feels like a friend. And he was like, I know that's like the purpose of the video. Like they're never gonna meet, they're never gonna be friends. He understands that. But because she's so dynamic and engaging that like the purpose of the video is to feel like she's your friend and she nails it. And he was like, just like explaining this whole concept to me. And I was like, that's Camp Leapfrog. Like yeah. watching people have fun, watching people be friends, watching people form um, like alliances or relationships or like, you know, having their feuds all in that little world of summer camp is like, that's, that's what we're trying to do. And I, I hope that we're succeeding because it feels, it feels fun. It feels like we're taking people there with us. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole purpose. I know we've seen a lot of them in Shakar before, and that was kind of that same atmosphere there is that it was very engaging. The, the crowd was part of the show, and it, it seems like it kind of carried over in the Camp Leapfrog with the same type of feel. Yeah, for sure. There's a ton of us that have, or that were previously at Shakar or trained at the Wrestle Factory. Um, I was only there for about six months, but that's where I met most of the people um, at Camp Leapfrog. <clears throat> so it definitely has like a lot of that energy carried over just because there's so many people that had already worked together in that environment. And I feel like those relationships and dynamics are bigger than like, you know, the promotion they were at um, because you have all these characters that have, have like previous relationships with each other. So definitely that energy is like very similar um and like the family friendly kind of atmosphere as well yeah you don't see too many uh too many troublesome people at the a camp show not too many no there's some goons but not too many troublemakers <laughs> goons. Well, and the, the, the cool thing about leapfrog is like every time you watch it you almost feel like how didn't someone do this already because of how well it works then the idea works and when you had the sleepover and you had the Halloween, like every theme that keeps coming, Christmas trio is another one. Like it just, everything fits in. And it's, it's almost like, man, this idea has been sitting here this whole time. And just, it's, it took the right people to make this the, the perfect promotion as far as having fun, but also watching really good wrestling. That is so exciting to hear. Thank you. <laughs> that feels really good to hear. Um, yeah, I feel like the ideas are really unique, but um, like you said, 
like obvious like you watch it and you're like oh yeah like <laughs> why wouldn't we have you know a halloween party with monsters and witches and you know why wouldn't we do that in wrestling of course um so that's 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 great to hear that you you see it that way that's cool see we're just a bunch of fanboys we just <laughs> we're just moonlight as podcasters <laughs> I mean, I'm just a fan who moonlights as a wrestler, right? <laughs> All right. So we'll touch on that. I see your shirt, one, two, three, kid. It's a great shirt, by the way. Thank you. you know, I, I got this see, from. I can see the top part, but I knew the mall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know who it is just from the face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I love X Pac, six, one, two, three, kid. He's my favorite wrestler. Now, that, that was growing up. Is that who you kind of had your eyes on and today growing up i didn't watch wrestling i had a feeling that's what that that's what that meant (laughs) that's okay okay. yeah i came to much later in life um but in um in my studies i found that uh i really like watching xbox i like watching test i like watching um val venus can't really say that too much because he's a trash person but like as a wrestler in 2000 2001 like he was great um 2001 smackdown is my happy place that's what i put on when i just want to feel good um yeah (laughs) i think my favorites are like kind of weird but you know they they are a little off my (laughs) typical favorites i mean i I agree i have a a random velvina story Mm -hmm. (gasps) would love to hear it we were, it was the next morning after an 11th grade dance, and we all went to Denny's. Like, it was probably like, it was, I think we were still hungover. I don't know how much sleep we got, but it was probably about nine o'clock. We're all sitting there, and one of them, because my friends were all wrestling fans too. We were watching at the time, and one of them looks over, and Val Venus is sitting there by himself with a booklet that's about this thick with a cup of coffee, and that's about it. And one of the waitresses went over to him and be like, can I have your autograph? So he's sitting there by himself, just chilling at a Denny's. I think there was, I think it was rum. It might've been, it was a pay-per-view weekend in Philly. So <laughs> one of the most random people to see in a Denny's by themselves reading the script for that night. And this was right to censor Val Venus. This wasn't Val Boski. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so did he, did he give her an autograph? Yeah, he gave her a hug, a kiss, and an autograph. And she was a, a, a Denny's waitress, so she was fucking. This was like this. Probably she probably still talks about this to this day, just like I am right now. This is probably like highlight type stuff right now. This was like okay, we had I our first love child. That thought. I met Val Venus and Denny's. That was probably. It. I love the thought, the idea that you're telling this story, and like somewhere, like. A hundred miles away, she's also telling this oh, story yeah. right <laughs> now. Exactly. This is parallel universe type stuff right now. This is like um, this life. <laughs> that is super weird and random <laughs> by himself. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess he just wasn't liked back then either. He just I mean, judging like. Yeah, it could be. Maybe we don't need to look too far into it, but based off of his like you know, horrible, horrible views. Like, (laughs) I wouldn't want to be friends with him. (laughs) 
No, you wouldn't have said that back in the day, though. No, no. No. <laughs> but we didn't know. We yeah, don't no, it's, know. Crazy. it's crazy what you find out about. It's like, it almost makes you like, okay, so we catch shit for being a wrestling fan all through growing up. And now, like, the people that you see nowadays, and you're like, oh, man, these people were trash. Like, there's a reason we were made fun of when we were younger. Like, they don't a good name. You're not helping us just- right now. So now I think, like, going forward, we're like, like, what we think of is just like, please let this person be a good person when we talk to them. Because we have gotten burned from people on the show that have turned out to be just that, yeah. that's enough you don't even have to that's go it. forward yeah but like, sure, it's just yeah. Like, yeah like we know no one's perfect but i mean come on like yeah it, it is tough like how 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 much can you separate the art from the artist i feel like in wrestling especially when you look backwards in time and you watch older stuff like it's an impossible task to to even consider that like, you kind of have to put blinders on and just like you know, um, just gravitate towards whatever you find entertaining and try not to think about it. But it's definitely like a, an unavoidable question today. Like you definitely can't, um, you can't, you can't like just say like, hey, my personal life is my personal life. And so what if I said all this horrible, horrible stuff, like just appreciate my work. Like it just doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's almost like like fans, like us as fans, were like, oh man, like we only feel it's secondary. Like the people that actually have to work with the people, it's just like we don't even know what they feel like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's it it's it's a tough position to be in when you're not a name and you're not able to make sort of like. Um, requests of of promotions like if you if you feel uncomfortable working with someone and you think you might you know suffer professionally by saying something about it like that's a it's just a tough position to be in and um it's always going to be harder for talent who are already marginalized so like um people of color and women and queer wrestlers like are always going to be in a tougher position to like stick up for themselves and um point out like bad behavior in in locker rooms so it shouldn't be on on you know those people to like avoid complete dickheads but you know like I didn't like I don't want to cost myself bookings um based on who's who's working where so it's a it's a tough position to be in when you would just like hope hope that other people would like not book awful 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 people (laughs) now in in the year 2021 does that seem like it's getting better most places at least Mm, yeah maybe (laughs) i mean i think it's hard to say because like there's really not that many shows running so you can't like look at like a full schedule a couple months in advance and be like okay i've got this place and this place and this place and like take a look at the cards and like see all the people that are booked um there's just not that much going on and we are like not super far removed from this summer where we saw a lot of people um being a little bit more candid on on social media with their their views um politically um uh after george floyd was murdered by the police we saw a lot of people um talking really openly about about that and then with the speaking out movement we saw people talking more openly about how women are treated in the business and 
obviously a lot of names came up and there were a lot of people who were sort of excommunicated from the, um, the industry. So I don't know if we're going to see that trend continue or reverse or plateau. Um, it's kind of hard to tell right now uh, without there being like a full regular schedule of shows. Um, it is interesting to see like certain names will pop up, you know, periodically um, just because they're either putting themselves in the news or something else happens or um, old clips will resurface and people will be like, oh my God, I can't believe you worked with him. And they're like, oh my God, this is three years old. Like, <laughs> you know, like there's, there's, there's sort of like a cycle of, of, um, of like news that gets like brought up and then buried and brought up and then buried. So it is hard to tell where we're going as a business, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that we're sort of weeding out um, bad practices. I mean, the bad thing about social media is that it never forgets. So unfortunately- Oh my well, God, no, yeah, never. Uh, <laughs> Screenshots are for forever. <laughs> <laughs> so we're poo-poos and pee-pee tweets. Yeah, poo-poos and pee-pees are like a smash hit though. I don't think- It's so um, it's so weird that I see this and people like, this is like, people are like, this is getting a lot of traction. And I think we have to inform people where this comes from. Because I don't even know where it comes from. I just saw it. I was like, what the hell? I was like, I'm guessing she's going for like some sort of Tourette, baby Tourette's type. <laughs> um, I, I definitely wasn't thinking of it as like a Tourette's gimmick. But um, yeah, I don't remember why I tweeted poo poo pee pee the first time. And it's I, I'm, I'm trying to remember and I don't, I can't. Um. God, I don't know. I don't know why at all. No clue. I'm, I'm trying to like trace back. I'm like, what came first? The baby voice tweez or the poo poo pee pees? And it, none of it makes sense even to me. Um, I do know that I recorded a voice tweet um, in baby voice and I couldn't, I couldn't publish it. Like I couldn't do it. It was so <laughs> horrific. Like I can't, I'm not going to do it for you now. It's like unbearable. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> um, but I do, I drew the line there. I know that, but like no, no clue why I started doing that. I just, I, I didn't want to bring it up, but I was like, you know what? It's just like, it's, <laughs> it's so like bizarre to see. It's like, and it's like, I have to, it's like kind of like one of those, like, yeah. Can't look away. You're like, this is what, the, I, and you try and figure it out. You're like, no, and then people are like responding to it. You're like, what the hell's going on here? People love it. It's great. I don't know great. why. Um, <laughs> I mean, I find it amusing that people find it that amusing. I, that like that's like I'm a third party amusement. <laughs> right, right. There's like layers to this here. You know, like maybe you're not into poo poo pee pee, but you're really into people being into poo poo pee pee. So like, I find it fascinating. It's like now, man. <laughs> You really, you really see what people enjoy on the internet. I look at it this way, right? And I only just made this realization like yesterday or today. This is not part of my like thought process and tweeting any of this. But um, Priscilla Kelly got so much crap for the tampon spot. And now she signed to WWE. So like, eh, I don't think, I think we have like this imaginary bar for what's appropriate in wrestling. And like the answer is, 
like all bodily functions are fair game, I think. I mean, in the history of wrestling, I mean, there has been quite a few instances where bowel movements have been used in wrestling and it has yeah. gotten over. So, I mean, yeah. What was it? DX had Vince McMahon covered in shit. So, I mean, yeah, him and them in the Spirit Squad. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, now I'm trying, I'm, I'm almost. I'm doing like a mental trace. And I think one of the earlier tweets about poo poo was when I was trying to get still life to do a puke or poop match with me. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why though? And you knew this wasn't going to happen. <laughs> no, no, no chance. It could never happen. But I think I tweeted something about are you a pooper or are you a puker? Because I find that generally, like, it's one or the other, right? Well, it depends on what kind of stomach virus you have. Sometimes you're both. Yeah, this is true. Sometimes both. We've all been there. But I think I, yeah. I tweeted that and Still Life was just, like, disgusted with me. She was like, please stop. Get this off my timeline. And I was just like, poop or puke, poop or puke. And then, and then someone was what... like, that, that might be, like, the... The little like fetus of an idea, yeah. yeah. Um, from that, someone suggested a first Browns match, and I was like, "That's hilarious!" <laughs> <laughs> like a first Brown instead of a first Blood. Um, but oh god, I think we maybe <laughs> maybe I've spent too much time talking about poop on this podcast. Oh, I don't no. know. Maybe not. Oh my god! <laughs> and, and, and you know what's funny though is that, I mean, you talk about equality and genders and all that in wrestling. Like back in the day, you would never be like, "Oh my god, a woman just talked about poop on a on the radio," and it, people would have been like appalled. But I mean, <laughs> at least it's becoming more normal. If it's becoming more acceptable, you saying that yeah. with a question? I, I guess I am. I don't know. I mean, it, <laughs> like at times, you wouldn't have felt comfortable coming on a male show talking about poop being a female but now i mean look here at we me are. go yeah. <laughs> it's just the thing see my brain just goes to this is insane like, this is groundbreaking yeah it's this is groundbreaking <laughs> shit right here literally and metaphorically speaking at the same time i'm i'm an artist pushing the envelope okay in this industry in life god i'm I'm so avant-garde. I'm so ahead of my time. What can I say? You're living it. You're living the life. <laughs> living in the future. <laughs> you are. So, so, oh, segue. <laughs> Speaking of the future and matches and whatnot you do have coming up, you have a, a championship match with Pro Wrestling Magic, I believe. A yeah. triple threat match. Triple threat for, match. Go ahead. This Saturday for the... Sorry. <laughs> This Saturday for the Pro Wrestling Magic Women's Championship against Riley Shepard and Jordan Blade. Um, very, very excited for that match. It's been a long time coming. Me and Riley were supposed to have um, a match forever ago, probably a year ago today or something like that, you know. So much um, starting like one year ago now, we're really getting into that point where ever like things were starting to really fall apart and matches were getting canceled. So now it's like the one year anniversary of all the matches that didn't happen. 
Um, and Riley was definitely a big one that I was super bummed about. So I'm like finally getting to work with her and I've worked with Jordan a ton. I love, love, love Jordan blade. So I'm really excited for this match. It's going to be good. I've, I've recently got the watch just came across Jordan blade a couple of times. And I noticed that hard hitting technical kind of throw you around and kind of beat you in the submission type style. Yeah. Now, is that, is that something you're accustomed to going up against? Um, you, you, what's the word I'm looking for? Come on, help me. Preferred to go up against? Yeah, there you go. That'll work. Uh, it's a, it's definitely a style that I'm familiar with, um, because I've trained with her and so many other people that, um, are really well versed in like jujitsu. Like she rolls Brazilian jujitsu. Um, uh, it's not like I would never win if, <laughs> in a like jujitsu, uh, contest is that even the right word um but it definitely that style like I can I can hang with and I can I can keep up with um just out of out of like habit in training I've I've been fortunate to like be exposed to that style a lot so it's not like my preferred style for how I work but I'm definitely adept at you know facing people who who work that style so what would you say your style is is it more of a catch wrestling? Mm, I think I like to think of myself as like a power moves kind of gal. Um, you know, like my influence, Andrew Test Martin. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I think I'm at a point in my career where I'm I'm fleshing out my like athletic voice and my focus and my, my real style, because I've, I've trained with people, um, uh, who do Olympic style wrestling. Obviously I've trained with people who are good at jujitsu. I've trained with people who don't have a shoot background at all. Um, I've trained with people who have that Lucha background. So I've, put I've you know scrap pieced a lot of different styles together so far and I think now I'm starting to really hone in on what my voice and my style is so I'm I'm in I'm in flux right now but I feel like I'm I'm finding it I'm finding my groove and my niche so to speak all right so something else that I picked up while watching you is that your your facial expressions and your ability to draw emotion from your matches is very impressive that where did you pick that up? Um, is that something you work to on? Tough to say. I think I've always been like a a storyteller and kind of drawn to being um, the center of attention. Some might say. Um, I didn't. I <laughs> I have a really embarrassing story of when I tried out for a play in high school. And it was a musical. So I like get up on stage and I go to sing the piece that you're, you know, you got to sing for the audition and just like almost nothing comes out. Like just like a barely a whisper and a squeak. <laughs> and like halfway through, I'm just like, I'm sorry. And I just like walk off stage. <laughs> so no, I wasn't like in, in drama. <laughs> I was not successful in that when I was younger. So I don't really know um, where it came from in terms of like 
practicing it or like learning it. Um, I think I've always just had like a flair for like entertaining and storytelling and stuff like that, but not singing so much. So you didn't get the part? Shockingly did not get the part. It is best not to apologize in the middle of an audition. <laughs> Even if you're doing horribly, just like don't apologize. <laughs> oh God. You almost hmm. got like, you probably got feel sorry for you points. You probably, you could have been like a tree in the background probably. I think, I think they did cast me as something like very small and like insignificant and in the background and I was just like don't worry about it it's fine <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry no I'm no scratch my name out. off scratch my name off I don't even want it thank you <laughs> so Erica earlier you were talking about um especially on social media being yourself and pulling a little more of yourself into your tweets and stuff like that now with your character when did you start to um, break out a little bit and start to find your character and become more comfortable with that character? Um, that's a great question. I think um, between like November and February or March um, 2019 into 2020, um, when I was training at the Russell Factory, um, I definitely was putting in a lot more time um, in ring and so i i was improving much more rapidly than than before i made that move and i feel like a lot of that time that i got to spend with people who were so much better than me really helped me um to like find that character and um express myself a lot more more confidently um <clears throat> and then uh this past summer i had a match with Billy Dixon at MV's Polycult Party. Um, and I think that match specifically helped me tap into something a little bit more um, like competitive and athletic and serious and a little bit more intense than what I had done previously. Now is intergender wrestling something that you look forward to doing more of? Um, I do a fair amount of intergender, intergender wrestling now, and I'm more looking forward to working with other women at this point, um, just because that's like the thing I don't get to do. And I see all these really cool women that I want to work with. Um, and for, for whatever reason, I just keep getting booked in intergender matches, which are fine and gender is not real. So it doesn't really matter to me, but, um, it is it is funny how like I got kind of like I don't want to say pigeonholed because it's not bad like I don't feel negatively about it um, but I've had more than one person tell me that like that's like what I'm known for more than like women's wrestling so I do find that interesting I don't know how that happened um, but. No, I'm just excited to work. There are definitely a lot of women that I want to work with. Um, right, let's start speaking into an existence and maybe we can... <laughs> maybe I really want... I would love to work with Still Life. I think she's wonderful, a huge talent, great person. Um, Willow Nightingale. You know you? What's that? Even though she disowned you? 
okay, she didn't like disown me. It's just like the poo poo pee pees were too much. She doesn't want to do a puke or poop. Like I can't blame her. <laughs> For sure. Um, Willow Nightingale. Catred is someone who I was supposed to have a match with forever ago. And that's another one that just hasn't happened. Um, I want to work with Ziggy Heim again. We have worked before, but um, it's been a while. And I feel like we've both improved so much that I want to run that one back. Um, Maxi and Paler, um, they are super cool. And again, a person that I worked when we were both a lot less experienced. So that would be cool to work with them again. Um, there are a ton of people that like I see around and I've been fortunate enough to spend time with in locker rooms and I'm just like, I want to wrestle everybody. Like I just want to work everybody. I want it. I just want to be able to work every weekend and have all these matches and like, you know, things that aren't going to happen in 2021. <laughs> Let's like we can hope. I don't know. Everybody wear three masks or something, but it's uh, it's not looking great to get back on schedule anytime soon, is it? No, unfortunately, it's not. With no. more people opening up when they shouldn't be, so yeah, and that's tough too. It's like every every taping that I go to, you know, like I get tested beforehand. I wear my mask while I'm there, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, you know, like if we all don't do this are we going to get back to normal quicker i don't know probably not right like there's every other industry running as well and, and doing a worse job at the uh, at like testing and, and mask wearing so it's it's a tough call but it it does feel like uh there's no individual action that could reverse the large-scale mishandling of the pandemic right mm -hmm. I think independent promotions have more to lose where they don't have millions and billions of dollars backing them. So they could For run sure. one weekend and hurt themselves immensely and be done and have to close up shop. And some companies have had to do that anyway because they can't run shows. Yeah, and yeah, it's true. It's independent level. It's kind of, it, we're hoping for the best because out of all the wrestling that we're able to watch, I mean, independent is more what we kind of latch onto because there's just so much of it and it's just so unique and it has that, I mean, it has a different feel to it. Yeah. It. It's like going into an ice cream shop and you either have chocolate or vanilla or you go into an ice cream shop and you have, you know, a hundred flavors. There's so yeah. much more that you can, you can digest and, and take in and whether you like it or not, there's so much of it that you can move on to the next thing if you don't like it. Yeah. Very well put. So Erica, going forward, like you said, if we eventually do open up and everyone opens up, what are your plans maybe past Camp Leapfrog? Um, what are your goals? Uh, where do you want to work? Is there a certain promotion you have your eye on? Um, tough to say without being able to plan more than like two weeks to, in advance at this point. Um, but mm -hmm. I do know that I want to get to the Midwest. Um, I would love to in some capacity, work for Shimmer and Zello Pro. I would love to move, not, not move away from the East Coast, but um, I know there's more out there and there are more people to work and places to see than the East Coast, even though there's so much here, there's so much in the Philly area and New York and in Massachusetts, like there's so, so much. And I haven't seen 
a tenth of it. There's so much more that I want to do on the East Coast, but I do want to go west and see what's up over there. Are there any plans to head down to Tampa in April? TBD, my friends. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Playing the... we'll get scooped. <laughs> yeah, we're really not good at that. We're not good at that at all. <laughs> we don't break anything on this show. I quit. <laughs> Breaking news. Poo poo pee pee girl is going to Florida. <laughs> and she's bringing gummy bears for everybody. <laughs> At least like a couple people. I'm not going to share yeah. with everybody, you know. <laughs> but you're sponsored though. I mean, they can, Albany's is a huge company, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a true sponsored athlete. I got gummy bears to spare. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> It's not now is not a time to be stingy with your stash. <laughs> True. I do I just need to like individually pack them so we're not all reaching into the same bag. Be pandemic safe, obviously. I feel like that's a gimmick for you. Yeah. I feel like once you get a couple of people in the crowd, that could be what you do. You just hand out some gummy bears to people. Individually yeah. wrapped, pre-packaged. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Good way to turn heel too. You can just take them away from the people. <laughs> <laughs> and snatch it back. Nope, this is mine. Just shove them in your face. I would, I would angle so hard to turn heel every match. Come out as a face <laughs> and give out candy, and then take it all back. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm hungry. <laughs> wait, but if you are the candy girl and you literally hand it to a small child or a baby, you can literally be the person that takes candy away from a baby in wrestling. I was throwing that. that out there. Right. <laughs> I feel like yeah. after talking for 40 minutes, that, that would be perfect for you because I feel like I know you so well. <laughs> like taking candy from a baby, Erica Lee's favorite activity. <laughs> there we go. We broke news. There you go. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, Eric, I think we're going to wrap up here before we go. If you want to promote, obviously, any social media or, the, like you said, the show's coming up or anything else you have coming up besides Pro Wrestling yeah. Magic. Yeah, for sure. So we talked about Pro Wrestling Magic, which is this weekend. You can um, buy the pay-per-view on Fight TV. Um, on March 14th, on Valentine's Day, Camp Leap Frog will prevent Camp Love Frog. On March 28th, um, the Cassandra Cup will air on IWTV, and Camp Leap Frog is also on IWTV. So for the month, the month of March, that's what I've got going on. February and March, yes, yeah. Because I was confused. Wait, the Leapfrog show is March? No. February 14th. It's All right. Valentine's February 14th. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I will just didn't want you to give the wrong so information to the people. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. February 14th. Yeah. We're not live. No. <laughs> I'm not. Hey, on. fix that in post. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you want February me to do the voiceover? is Camp Love Frog. <laughs> March 28th is Cassandro Cup. Now we're good. Okay, here we go. We got it. It's fixed. It's fixed in post. <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for sitting down and talking with us tonight. Really appreciate it. And um, hopefully guys. we'll be talking to you soon and hopefully see you uh, on a Camp Love Rock. With a championship yeah. belt. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Exuding confidence. I like it. Yeah, that's the headline. That's the scoop. <laughs> Erica, thanks so much again. Thank you, guys. Have a great night. Thanks for having me on. You too. You too.